Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hey, my friends, and welcome back to Above Par. It's nice to have you here. Are you all getting ready for the season, your season, the typical golf season? Like if you live in Florida, I know your season's ending right the night with the nice weather, maybe Arizona too. Now it's starting to get really hot. But for most of the country, the golf season really kicks in this time of year, though I did see a lot of snow up in the north. That's just crazy. But anyway, so most of you are getting geared up for the golf season, and I know this is happening because I'm getting a lot of you contacting me and looking for some help with your golf game or looking ahead at some of the tournaments that you have to play in. And as you start warming up and start working on your game and getting ready for the season, a lot of comments that have come up to me are about not thinking so much. Like, how do I not think so much about my golf game and what I'm doing and things over the golf ball? I have too many swing thoughts going on in my head, and I don't want to think that much. I'm thinking about my swing. I'm thinking about what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to land it, where it's going to end up. What happens if I miss it? Right. This is the job of being able to manage your mind, for sure, is being able to control the thoughts, think intentionally that you're going to have over the golf ball because of how they make you feel. And because of how they make you feel over the golf ball is going to influence your ability to make your best swings. I talk about this and I will repeat it over and over again because your brain will hear it differently each time, is that what you think creates your feelings and your emotions. Those emotions show up in your body. So if you're angry or stressed or tense, you're going to be tight over that golf ball and you're not going to be able to swing the way that you have trained yourself or practiced or know that you can. You're also not going to be thinking clearly. So then we're going to end up creating those results that are not typical of the things that we can do on the range. So it always starts with you being really aware of the thoughts that are going on in your head and uh, noticing how they're impacting your results over and over again, especially if you're creating patterns, like results just consistently, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, right? That's a time to like pause and go, all right, what the heck is going on? What am I thinking over that shot? Or what am I feeling? That's what I coach people on all the time. It's just being able to manage your brain. And when I say that, it is about thinking intentionally. It's really about two steps, okay? So it's, you have two steps, (laughs) You have to figure out how you play your best golf, like what state that you play your best golf in, and you got as many shots from there as possible. The work, and what I help people on, is helping you figure out why you can't get in that state more often and giving you skills and tools to do that and trying to like pull apart the pieces on why that's in your way, right? All the thoughts that are in your way and creating new beliefs in your head. That is it. It's really very simple. It's not easy, but it's very simple. Now, I'm going to add a different layer on there and that I want to talk about today is the st- there are stages of learning that we go through with our golf game. And depending on what your game is, whether you're, you know, you shoot in the hundreds or you shoot in the seventies or the sixties, it doesn't matter. You have one brain and then you have a skill set. And all we're trying to do is take that skill set that you own right now out onto the golf course. The thing getting in your way is your brain for, for the most part. So I don't care what level your game is, but I do want to talk about your competency. And the, and the four stages of learning and why sometimes we have to think about our swing over the golf ball. It's a, it's 
a luxury to be able to swing and not have any thoughts and everything work out really well. And a lot of you are in pursuit of that. Like I just, you know, I had this amazing day. I didn't think very much. My brain was really quiet. I had simple thoughts over the golf ball. I played great. That is awesome, right? I think that would be the ultimate goal where we don't have to think about our swing over the golf ball. We go through our pre-shot routine. It sets us up so we're in place. We have a nice clean thought and we swing and don't have a whole lot of mechanical thoughts. That's a beautiful world. (laughs) But it's not always a luxury that we have. And I want to talk about the four stages of learning and so that you can see where you fit into this and maybe give yourself a little bit of pass on that you have to think more than you think you want to think. (laughs) That you have to think more than you want to think. All right. And many of you may have heard of this before, but I'm going to use it in the context of golf. So the first stage of learning is where you're unconsciously incompetent. You don't know what you don't know and you can't do it anyway. Right. That is one of those things where you're unaware of the skill and your lack of proficiency at that. Right. So when we first start playing golf, we don't know anything. Right. We're like, don't know what we need to know. We don't know what we need to do to hit the golf ball forward. We, don't, we have not, none of that knowledge. Right. So we're unconsciously incompetent. Then we start learning and we move to consciously incompetent, which means now we're aware, but we can't really do it. (laughs) We know what we need to know, but we don't have the proficiency to do it. And that's really where we get when we start working on a new skill. Right. That's where we're out there practicing. All right. We got, we understood. We took a lesson. We know what we need to do, but we can't get our body yet to do it. We're not very proficient at it. We don't have the skill yet. We have to practice to do it. This can lead to a lot of frustration if you're wanting to have a, you know, a different level skill set that you want to have the skill already, but we want, we have to put in the time to earn the right to have the skill. Right. So we know what we need to do. We go practice it until we own that skill. Then we become consciously competent. That means that. We know what we need to do, but we have to think about it to do it. In other words, you can use the skill, but with effort. We have to think about it. We're conscious about it, and we create our competency and our skill. The final stage of learning is where we're unconsciously competent. That means we own it so much that we don't have to think about it, and then we can do it. And that's where all of us really want to be with our golf game, right? We're like, oh, I just don't want to think. I want to go and just swing and do it. But we haven't necessarily earned the right to have that skill set that we've rehearsed so many times that we can be unconsciously competent. If you listen to my podcast with my brother, he talked about that, how many golfers underestimate the amount of work it it takes and requires to become unconsciously competent at your golf game, to go out there and not really think so much so that your brain can be quieter. So how does this all relate to you is, you know, sometimes we can have different shots in our game that we feel like we're more unconsciously competent, where we don't have to think as much, like our brain is quieter over those shots. And then there's other shots that maybe we have to think a little bit more so that we can be proficient at it, that we can use the skill that we have. We might have to have a couple simple thoughts over the golf ball so that we can hit the shot. We might have different shots that we feel very consciously incompetent. We know what we're supposed to do, but we can't hit it. Let me give you some examples, like a flop shot, (laughs) little short shots around the green, bunker shots, long bunker shots, fairway bunker shots, where you have to think you know what you want to do, but you can't quite get yourself to hit the shot. It might be different for you. Three woods. A lot of people complain about three woods all the time. They're like, they know what they want to do, but they can't seem to hit that club. 
You might find different examples for you and your golf game, but that's very common. A lot of times golfers will go out there and pull out a club that they are consciously incompetent at. They know what they want to do. They've watched people on TV hit this shot, but they can't do it. (laughs) I would call that a very high risk shot. Right. And a lot of times that is where people are trying to hit fancy, I call them fancy pants shots around the green that are very high risk. Those are where you're consciously incompetent. And you got to really check in with yourself. What shots do I know how to do? Like I know what I need to do rather, but I don't know how to do it. And am I using them on the golf course? Is that smart? I don't know. You got to decide. That's a very high risk shot. The one that I just described, that little flop shot around the green. You want to go to a shot that you're consciously competent at. Like, okay, I have to think about it and I know I can do it when I think about it. Those are smarter shots, especially around the green, but anywhere on the golf course, sometimes it's important to go out and just hit the shot that you're competent at, not the shot that you know how to do, but you can't do, right? Those are the ones that create a lot of big numbers on the golf course. You might have clubs that you really don't have to think too much over, that it's pretty mindless for you and you're pretty good at it. And why I wanted to share this learning model, the four stages of learning with you and competency with you, is to maybe help you give yourself a little bit of a pass on different clubs in your bag or different shots that you feel different levels of competency with how conscious you are, how much you have to think about that shot. And that's okay. Those shots, you might have to think a little bit more. There's nothing gone wrong, right? You're just hitting a shot that you don't feel very competent at or that you don't have a whole lot of certainty over. This is why confidence can ebb and flow a little bit with our golf game. Sometimes when our competency goes down, our ability to hit the shot, our proficiency at a shot can lessen our confidence, which makes us think a little bit more. This is a normal process. An example that I can give you is think about if you learned to play an instrument, right? Maybe when you were a kid and you had to play an instrument. (laughs) Oh my God, the flute. And the violin. Yeah, I had those. Like you, you did the squeaking was then the and clarinet. That was another one. My kids all, I had a flute. I had a clarinet. I had a saxophone. I think the violin showed up for a little while. Piano. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, it was like the, 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 you have to put the headphones on and try to drown that out. And uh, I definitely had to monitor when practicing was. It was just that squeaking. I think if you guys had kids who played instruments, you can relate to this. But anyway. So if you had to learn an instrument when you were younger or you learned an instrument, you had to go through all these different stages of learning. You would get to a point where you were consciously competent playing the instrument. (laughs) Maybe not my kids so much. Um, But you got to a point where you were consciously competent, where you could play that instrument. Now, if you decided, let's say high school, you got to up to play in the high school band or whatever, and then you haven't played the instrument since then. You have gone down a stage. You can go back to a different level. You're going to have to think again so that you can have that competency and that skill level and that proficiency. It's not like once we get to unconsciously competent, where we don't have to think about it, we can do it like a piece of cake, kind of ride a bike. Right? It doesn't mean that we don't have to. We can, won't go backwards. And this is important to understand with your golf game too. You know, if you haven't practiced and you haven't put in the time. It's easy for you to go back to stage three or to stage two where your skill level needs a little bit more thought. That is what makes golf a little challenging is that we have to practice to keep up our proficiency and our skill level and our competency so we don't have to think so much. So I want you to just look through your golf game and decide what clubs do you have in your bag that you're feeling a little bit more unconsciously competent about. 
If you're a newer golfer or a higher candy handicapper, you might sit there and go, none of them. Like I have to think over every single shot and just understand that's part of the stage of golf that you're going to have to think to have to be able to produce the skill that you know how to do. Your body might not be proficient at it yet, so you have to think about it. That's okay. I would encourage you just to have maybe one or two very simple thoughts over the golf ball. If we overthink on the golf course, we can really get in our way of being able to even perform the skills that we own. So try and keep it to one or two very simple thoughts. When you're in your sh- in the short game area, for sure, decide which shot you're more competent at. Which shot do you have to think less about? Uh, when you're hitting it because you're going to be able to produce better results. Are there any clubs in your bag that you really don't have to think very much about, like little shots that you can hit? Like I'm very unconsciously competent over my driver. I don't really have to think very much. I'm pretty good at it. It's an easy club for me to hit. For the most part, I hit lots of fairways. There's other shots I have to think a lot about. Like a long bunker shot for me, I have to do a lot of thinking right? It's not as unconsciously competent for me. My swing is pretty much going to be unconsciously competent, but I have to think a lot before the shot on what I want to do. I also have this belief that everybody should avoid long bunker shots, or a lot of people aren't very competent with those shots. To me, I avoid any long bunker shot, like the plague. I'm talking about green side bunkers, like those ones from a wedge in, like when you have to make a partial swing or it's a, it's, you know, 100 yards and in. Yeah, nope. (laughs) I do not like those shots. I will be on the other side of the fairway or I would take the rough on the other side if I just to avoid those shots. Those I have to really think about to be competent at them. And I'm going to tell you, I feel fairly incompetent at those shots. So go through your bag and all the shots that you own and decide like some of them you're going to be very, you don't have to think very much. Some of them you have to think a little bit more. Some shots you just are not competent at. And that's where you can go and practice and increase your competency at it, increase your skill set at it, go to the range and practice that shot so you can move to that next stage of learning. And understand that if you do not practice and you were feeling very unconsciously competent at something, it's not uncommon for us to go backwards down a stage until you work on that skill set again. So those are the four stages of learning. Unconscious incompetence. We don't know what we don't know. Conscious incompetence. We know what we need to do, but we can't do it. Conscious competence. We know what we need to do and we have to think about it. It takes effort for us to do it. And then the last stage of learning is where we're unconsciously competent, which is where we don't really have to think too much about it. We just, it's pretty automatic and it's effortless for us. And it's not going to be uncommon for you to have different shots in golf that you're going to be at some of those different stages. This is just a different way of looking at your skill set and the competency that you have with different clubs, how much you think over different shots. I am encouraging you to hit shots that you have more conscious competence with. Uh, versus things that we know how to do. We can watch it on TV. We've watched a YouTube on it, but we don't own the skill set, yet we go on the golf course and we try and hit it. Those high-risk, fancy-pants shots that maybe we should wait until we have a little bit more skill set before we take out on the golf course. I hope that helped. If you're looking for some personal help with that, reach out to me at kathyhartwood.com as well. All right, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday.